Today, I want to take you on a journey. And in this journey, I want to reveal to you, as the Word says, the mysteries of the kingdom of God. I want you to turn your Bibles to John chapter 15. And you're going to recognize the next few weeks, the ladies are going to begin a Bible study on the book of John. But the Lord also spoke to me, and there's some specific mysteries and truths that God's going to show us through the book of John. And so I'm going to jump on the same saddle with the ladies' ministry, and we're going to really allow God to teach us some very specific things. So let's talk about the word mystery. When we think of mysteries, we think of something that is hidden. something that we don't know. Many in the church think God wants to hide things. That, well, God just doesn't want me to know this. And I want to tell you, that is not true according to the kingdom of God. God wants to reveal, he's promised us that. I asked you to turn to John 15, but I'm going to read to you from Ephesians chapter 1, beginning in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, excuse me, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Having, look at this, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he, God, purposed in himself or through himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, all knowledge in Christ, all mystery in Christ. Why did Christ do what did Christ do? Both which are in heaven and also which are on earth in him. Now, in this word mystery, the word mystery, thank you, the word mystery is something hidden by God in the past, something that in the season of the past was not revealed because God had waited for a specific time to reveal that. But scripture that we just read has told us that today he's revealed it. John 15, I ask you to turn to that. Let's begin by reading verse 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Notice, it's talking about fruit. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that he may bear 
more fruit. Now, verse 3 doesn't seem to fit in what he's saying here, but let's read it, and I'll talk about it in a little bit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. Remember, there's that word fruit again. For without me, God, Jesus, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Whoa. Now, this is very important. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. I'm going to read that again. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. See, how we glorify and honor God is by bearing fruit. So you will be my disciples. Now notice Jesus said the way his Father is glorified is by bearing fruit. And that's what he's talking about, about himself. Fruitfulness is success. We have a tendency to identify success by what we've accomplished, but we're going to understand in the kingdom of God, the mystery of the kingdom of God is moving into a realm of being fruitful. God wants your marriage to bear fruit. God wants you to bear fruit. God wants your children. That's why we're moving May 16th. And on Sunday evening, we are making it a point to minister and to disciple to our young people. God wants your children to bear fruit. God wants everything about your and my life to bear fruit. And we can use the term to have success in our Christian walk. Now, did you know this, that every person here has a ministry gift? So listen very closely. You are so vital to the church and the kingdom of God. The mystery of the kingdom of God is that it's done as a family. It's done as a group of people that gather together in agreement, loving one another, and doing the work of the ministry. Let me explain it this way. Being a lawyer, a school teacher, business owner, a laborer is the vehicles used to do your ministry. Your ministry isn't what you do outside. Your ministry is your gifting manifesting itself wherever you are at, on the job, in your business, and at church. So everyone's ministry is about people. God gives you gifts and desires 
to touch the lives of people around you. People that are in church with you, people that are outside the church. So with all that, let's see the mystery revealed by giving you keys today that will unlock the truth of success in your life. So the first is the secret of fruitfulness is revealed through abiding or is abiding. Abiding in him, Christ, causes you to succeed. John 15, verse 4 and 5, let's read it again. Abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself. You cannot do it yourself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Keep that in your head. We'll we'll pinpoint this in a moment. So verse 5 is kind of like saying, read my lips. I am the vine, Jesus. You, gifted men and women of God, are the branches. You, the branch, if you abide in Christ and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Notice the last phrase. Without Christ, you can do nothing. The word nothing comes from two words. No thing. You can do no thing without Jesus. Without me, Jesus says, you do nothing. You don't do marriage without me. You don't raise children without me. You don't succeed at your job or business without me. You don't stay healthy without me. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Through Christ, all things. There's a difference between nothing and all things. Without Christ, no things. So whatever you are, it's all through Christ. Remember, we're talking about mysteries of the kingdom. So let me show you the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit, notice capital S, that means Holy Spirit, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against there is no law. Many think... In our Christian walk, I have to produce fruit because pastor just talked about that. That's not what I'm saying. Saying I have to produce love, joy, peace. I have to get better at that. I have to do better. I have to do, here's that word, gooder. So basically... We, we say things like, have you ever done this? You know, just the last couple days, I've been a miserable cuss. And I think today I'm going to be gentle. No matter what takes place in my life, I'm going to be gentle. An hour later, you're yelling at somebody. You ever been there? Don't raise your hand. See, See, I realize what what Jesus is saying here 
through John is it's not the fruit of Gary. It's not the fruit of pastor. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Keep a hold of that. What does that mean? I'm going to show you what that means in this series. He is the one who produces the fruit. I am the branch, in other words, the display case for his fruit. I'm the one he uses to bear that fruit because the fruit that comes through me is him. Keep that in mind. So this is how it works. So to produce love, I don't love, I abide in him, and by abiding in him, then love comes through me. You ever been through a hard time when you didn't feel like loving? You ever been through a time when you don't feel like forgiving? You see, the only way you can love and forgive in the midst of the tragedy or the things that have gone on in your life is you abiding in him. Because if you abide in him, then his fruit will manifest itself because why? You are connected to him. Not connected to, I'm getting better. To have joy and peace, I abide in him. How do you quit smoking? If you want to quit smoking, you abide in him. How do you quit eating potato chips, Pastor Dan? You abide in him. Here's an explanation. If you cut a branch off an apple tree, it stops, the branch stops producing fruit. Why? Because it's not connected. The only way the branch produces fruit is being attached to the tree or connected to the tree. In other words, being connected to Christ, Jesus the Christ. Now you say, Pastor, that's kind of simple, but if you really kind of take the phrase off of our emotions, we realize that's why I've blown it a lot. That's why I haven't succeeded. It's because I tried to fix it myself. I tried to heal myself by being gooder. I tried to bring things in my life and be better, be a better husband or wife, you know, and, and you find yourself, you might do that for a couple of weeks and all of a sudden you go right back to the same thing because you haven't connected your marriage to Christ. You haven't connected your part of your marriage to Christ. How about a water hose? You need to connect it to a water faucet or you don't get water out of a water hose. How about a TV? You got to connect it to an electrical outlet. A light bulb, you need to connect it to the socket. See, kingdom principles have worked in everything that we have in our life. Always connected to something so it had the power to do what it was created to do. So to succeed, we need to connect with God, who is the source of fruitfulness. Here's the obvious question. How connected are you? I'm not talking about being saved. 
I'm not talking about being good. That's why verse 3 was put there. Remember verse 3? It said, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Jesus says, I'm not talking about your salvation because you are saved by grace. You're already clean because of the words I spoke to you, and you receive them. You receive Christ as your Savior. You're saved by grace. See, even as a believer, we need to connect with God. Yeah, we're born again. We're going to heaven. But there's something more we need to do. We need to stay connected. We need to journal. We need to get together on Sunday evening. We need to get together on Sunday morning. We need to have our special events, not just programs. We're not a program church. We're a family that connects with Christ, and by that, then our fruitfulness manifests in us so that we can go out into the world and preach the gospel, get people born again and healed. So the question is, are you connected with the body of Christ? Are you connected with me? See, to bear more fruit, you not only connect to the tree, God created the church, then you need to connect to the vine too. We need to connect with one another. COVID wanted to destroy the church. Evil wanted to destroy the church to keep us away. You can go to a bar or a strip joint, but you couldn't go to church. That's where the world was. So the question, why do you need to connect with us? The answer is, very plainly, so someone can get to know you and speak into your life. You need spiritual moms and dads. You need spiritual brothers and sisters. You need spiritual friends. So if you do this, your life will change and you will bear more fruit. Here's the second. This is just the introduction of the whole series and we're going to dig down into these mysteries that are today revealed. The second that we've learned from reading of the scripture, the secret of abiding is obedience. John 15.10 says, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Notice the core correlation in keeping a commandment and abiding. Verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. You see that? Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. You are my friends if you're obedient. These things I command you that you love one another. Now notice Jesus never says, you know what I want to suggest to you? Saying things like, you know, these things I think you ought to do. You might take this under consideration. He uses the word command. You know why? Because he's God. That's why. No other reason. Well, why does God do that? No other reason. He's God. Why did God say that? No other reason. He's God. He is authority. And every one of us need to do what the world teaches us not to do. Come under submission to authority. God didn't give us 10 suggestions, 
but he gave us 10 commandments. So if you want to abide and bear more fruit, then you need to have a lifestyle kingdom of obedience. So if obedience is not in your life, you won't produce anything. I know that's what they say, but I'm not going to do it. I ain't going to do that. No one's going to make me do that. No way. Hmm. Deuteronomy 11 says this. Therefore, you shall love the Lord your God and keep his charge, his statutes, his judgments, and his commandments sometimes. Okay, I'll just check in if you're reading with me. Always. Therefore, you shall keep every commandment which I command you today, that you may be strong and go in and possess the land which you cross over to possess, and that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord swore to give your fathers to them and their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land which you go to possess is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden. Behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today. And the curse, if you do, remember last week, curse is a consequence. And the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God. But turn aside from the way which I command you today to go after other gods which you have not known. So he's saying, but what people do is they turn away from God and they go to something that's more comfortable to them or something that they think they should do. I know the scripture says this, but I don't really believe in that, you know, because I heard a teaching or I read a blog and they said that this isn't true. I, I don't get that. I just don't get that. You know, the, the church is just trying to, to uh, control you and take your money and all that. You know, I just don't get that. It's simple. You want to be blessed? Obedience. You don't want to be blessed? Disobedience. We can conclude fruitfulness comes from abiding, but abiding comes from obedience. You can't abide unless you're obedient. There is a principle in the Bible we need to understand. It's called sowing and reaping. Whatever you sow... That is what you're going to reap. So let me explain and be gentle about this. <laughs> In your past, maybe you sowed a lot of bad seed. And maybe your wife is still mad at you. Maybe you're in debt. But now... You saw the truth, and now you're becoming obedient and you're abiding in the things of God. And hear this so deep in your spirit that nothing can take this away. Right now, you might be in the midst of a bad crop of your disobedience. So now that you're sowing good seed, eventually that seed will produce and you will begin living in fruitfulness or a good crop. See, that's what... <laughs> uh, okay, I'll say this. It's where my mind goes sometimes. You know, when you get born again, 
you begin seeing the avenue of the bad crop. Okay? And you're doing the right thing now, obedience, abiding, but you're still seeing the bad crop. And some of you react to it by saying, not crop, you go, crap. This isn't working. I'm just being straight with you. This isn't working. That is a lie from the pit of hell because in the spirit realm, that good crop is on its way. It might be in the soil right now, but you keep abiding and obedient to the things that you are doing. You keep doing. Some of you are in debt. Some of you have struggles with your finances and you've tried this tithing and giving thing. You've tried giving to uh, other people when they're in need and stuff and, and all of a sudden you're looking, they got better clothes than I do. Why am I doing this? Well, hang on. We're talking about the mysteries of the kingdom of God. If you won't stop and get discouraged, you will succeed. The devil says to you, quit. Don't be a quitter. He says it's not going to work. Again, it will change. Galatians 6, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh, his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit, notice capital S, will of the Holy Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season, the right season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. <clears throat> you ever seen uh, an apple grower who has an apple orchard sweating in the middle of the summer <clears throat> and going, I don't know what's going on. All I see is flowers on my I don't see any apples. I planted this tree five years ago and I don't see any apples. God, okay, I'm going to believe you. Oh, God, oh, God. It's not happening. You know why? Because apples don't come out until the fall. At least in Michigan. It comes out in its season, in its due season. And when you're in the midst of, excuse me, here it is again, the crap. When you're in the middle of it, you keep doing good. You keep doing the obedience and abiding in Christ. And God says, I will not be mocked because in due season, I will return it a hundredfold. But, but, Pastor, there's no buts. That's what the kingdom is all about. So don't grow weary in doing the right thing. Keep sowing good seed. So the secret of fruitfulness is abiding, and the secret of abiding is obeying. But you struggle with abiding and obeying. So here's the secret of success in this area of your life. We're talking about the mysteries of God. The secret of obedience is abiding. <clears throat> 
Now, I know this doesn't make sense, but let me just tell you, God really doesn't do it backwards. We in the world do it backwards, okay? Everything with God seems to the world backward. God says, if you want to receive, what do you do? Give. God says, if you want to live, what do you do? Die to self. God says, if you want to have authority, what do you do from our past series? Get under authority. See, the world says, if you want authority, run over everybody to get there. And once you get there, you're a king. We serve the king of kings. You know, and I said this before, people in high school say, oh, I'll never, young people, you know, young adults, I'll never do that, what they tell me to do. No one's going to tell me that. Well, let me tell you, a lot of those people are either in jail or struggling in life and living in the basement of their parents. If you want to be the boss, you need to be under somebody. Church family, I'm being straight with you. God is saying we're going young in thinking. And sometimes we as, I'm going to say this, young people hang on with me here, to our older generation, me. Sometimes we take what we've learned from experience and try to tell our young people this is God's truth. When no, it's been your experience. To you young people, the truth will set you free. And as your pastor, who is 63 years old, I want to tell you, I'm going to teach you the truth. Because I want you to succeed at a young age so that when you're old, you can tell your grandchildren, listen, I did this, and let me show you what God did for me. Amen? Amen? I know most of us in this church that we, we love and we think young. But I want to tell you, I will, if I see it anywhere I'm at, from church to wherever I'm ministering, I want to tell you, I will tell them the truth. And if they get the, their, their old thinking that's not of the Scripture, I'll tell them that's not truth. You haven't abided with God. You haven't been obedient to the Lord. And that's why you're still living in the bad crop in the area of your emotions. Okay, I'll get off my hobby horse. If you want to abide, you have to obey. But if you want to obey, you have to abide. The way you obey is by and through the power of God. The only way you're able to obey through the power and direction of the Holy Spirit, you cannot do it by yourself. The only way is, amen, is with him, connecting to him. The closer you get to the Lord, the more obedient you are to him. God even puts the desire for obedience in our heart when we become believers. Church family, you, you got to understand. Jeremiah 31 says, 
Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant, which they, they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin, I will remember no more. That's the biblical promise of the new covenant and is for Israel. When Israel accepts the Messiah, and they will one day, I'm talking about Israel today, and they will one day, there will be great revival in this world. Let me just give you a little caveat here. I don't know if that's the correct word. Give you a secret. It's not really a secret. It's the kingdom of God. Everyone is talking about the world's falling apart, United States falling apart, everything's falling apart, oh, yeah, blah, 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 you know, you hear all that, because that's all they're listening to. There's going to be a move of the Holy Spirit on Israel, and when that happens, there's going to be such a revival around the whole world. We are in the beginning of end times, where the Holy Spirit is going to pour out His Spirit on all flesh. We're in the beginning stage of seeing that manifest. God is moving quickly. And at Valley Community Church, we're going to stay right on point with him. We're not going to be behind him. We're not going to be ahead of him. We're going to be right there with him. We're going to be in Christ. We're going to teach the word the way it should. Don't get offended with me when I speak strongly. Because I want to wake the church up from what God has already promised. He hasn't changed a thing because of COVID. We've changed because of COVID. And we shouldn't have. By faith, I'm a Gentile, and I was grafted into the new covenant. God has written the law on my mind and my heart. Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So the secret of fruitfulness, success, is abiding. And the secret of abiding is obeying. Here's a third we must believe regarding the mystery of the kingdom. Verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. This is God's plan. God's plan is that all of you succeed. The world's telling you that only certain people succeed. No. God says, you abide in me and obey me, you will succeed. All my people will succeed. So why did he choose you? Because you bearing fruit is a big deal to God. It's more of a big deal for you to be blessed in God's part than in your part. Some of you are dreaming 
big time. You're saying, God, I know I, I've been tithing. I've been obedient to the word. I'm believing. God, you spoke to me. You've given me dreams. I'm going to make this happen. Some of you young people, you're in there, and maybe you've been doing it for four, five, six years, and you're, you know, at times you're kind of getting a little discouraged, but I just want to tell you, God says, I chose to give you that dream. I chose to cause you to succeed. I chose for you to bear fruit, but you've got to stay connected with me. Don't be discouraged and move forward with me. Stick with me because I will do this thing for you. You can get bad news in many areas of your life. But if God gave you a dream, he's the one that fulfills it. If you disconnect with God because you get over-emotional, and your emotions send you away from God when they're supposed to bring you to him, then what happens is that fruit-bearing power is disconnected. Well, let's read, in closing, the first thing God's ever said to Adam and Eve. Genesis 1. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Oh, cool. Then I'll just go buy some fig leaves and wear it. Maybe that'll work. Church, I, I'm, I'm just being very traumatic, you know. I'm just... I want you to see what the enemy has done to the church. He's made us think nominally. He's made us think like, oh, well, whatever. I'll just hang on till the end. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You got to abide and you got to obey. Abide in me and one another. Obey the principles of God and I will give you power. Abundance is given to you you have all you need to succeed. Adam and Eve were given everything they needed. 2 Peter 1.3 says, As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Church family, make a choice today. Oh, pastor, but I'm right with God. I know. I know. But I'm just saying the mystery of the kingdom of God is so huge. It's bigger than the way you're thinking now. The success of God is greater than you've ever dreamed. Because I promise you, if you've got a dream, he's going to give you another one. But that other one's going to come after you've succeeded in the dream that you have. Don't be discouraged. Let's all stand. Don't let that even bother you. We're going young in our thinking. Rejoice for the fruitfulness of children at Valley Community Church. Amen. Church family.
Choose. Choose you this day whom you will serve. The flesh or abiding in the Holy Spirit. Choose you this day the reality of life in the kingdom of God. Church family, I'm going to take you on a journey that's going to places that you've never seen before. I promise you that. You've never experienced the teaching you're going to hear. I don't care who you listen to, who you watch on TV. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. Truth is going to explode in your spirit. You must choose today. Are you going to abide? Let me apologize for a statement I've made for years. A statement that I've made all the time is the Bible says that exercise profits a little, but exercise profits. I work out. I try to stay in shape. But I've taught leadership conferences with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of church leaders. One of them, there was 10,000 people there. And I made a small statement. It's, it's not, the statement was, that's why I work out so I can accomplish what God's called me to do. I'm going to take care of myself. There's truth in that. But you know how you succeed? Is you abide in Him and stay obedient. I was in prayer last week, praying in tongues, and I was in prayer. I was in prayer for the church. I said, God, show me more. Give me more of this. This is awesome what you're giving me. And he said, okay, well, if, if you will promise me, you will say this to the church. If you work out, keep doing it. It's good for you. But if you want real success, abide in Christ and the Word of God and stay obedient. Amen? Amen. I want to pray for you because I know you've made a choice. For those that are on screen, understand you're like family to us. We're trying to draw you in to the truth. You don't have a church? Come on. These are awesome people. I mean, really awesome people. I'm seeing their eyes. You're not. They're awesome. Church family, I'm going to pray. Then after I pray and say amen, some of you, the Lord spoke to you about what you're going to give. We're not going to put them in the boxes. I'm going to ask you to just bring it up to the front and, and just drop it here and give big, give huge because we're going to honor the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and we're going to think young and we're going to take care of those interns and all our young people, identity, everything that we're going to be doing, our children. It's going to be awesome. Father, thank you for what you're doing in the body of Christ. Oh, it's the beginning stage of the greatness of God pouring out like you've never done before. We want to stay right there, abiding with you and obedient to what you're saying as a church. Blessings upon blessings on Valley Community Church and our friends on screen. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Amen. God bless you.